Welcome to the Perry Ritchie Group Podcast, bringing our communities the latest in wealth strategies, ideas, and updates on the capital market to keep you informed and confident. Listen in on conversations with our advisors and industry leaders around the country who are changing the landscape of their businesses. This is the Perry Ritchie Group Podcast. Today is Tuesday, October the 10th, and you are listening to the October 2023 Perry Ritchie Group Advisor Roundtable. I'm your host for today, Drew Ritchie, and we've got in the studio, Sean Perry, Claire Wilson, and Josh Marson. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Thanks for having us. There's always a lot to talk about when the market's in the economy month to month we never know what's going to happen and we talk with clients all the time around the fact that sometimes the unexpected uh the unexpected things that happen in the world in the economy in the u.s these are the times when you have to check your strategies make sure you're comfortable with what you own and know because uh staying the course means that you're going to go through some rough times like we're having right now and lots of uncertainty. But before we dive into the fun part, the part that Josh loves, the economics, the markets, the interest rate environment, what the Fed's doing, we've got some housekeeping items, some things going on within our practice. I'm going to start with Sean. Sean, tell us what we got going on at the office between now and the end of the year, a few, a few of the exciting things that we have planned. Yeah, this was in our in our newsletter, but we're in the middle of um, an office remodel. So we are Baird is combining the two local Baird offices into one. So we're in the middle of what we would call phase one construction. We're remodeling um, three to 4,000 square feet of additional space that is connected to us that we did not previously occupy. So that's in the middle. They put drywall up this week. Um, so in the, in the middle of construction, once that's complete in middle of November, our group will move in and occupy that space while our existing space gets uh, remodeled with the hopes that sometime in January, the two offices would come together. Um, at some point, a couple months later, we'll have an open house and things like that. So we are in the middle of construction. If you, if you come here, you'll see dusty footprints on the floor and things like that. And some of us have moved offices because of the noise. And for me, the smell like the drywall dust smells like, feel like I'm just coughing all the time. It, it's exciting. It's a little bit of displacement. Like we don't have our super nice training room where we meet and all of that, but it's going to be a beautiful space. Anybody that's uh, been to our old capital market luncheons or the Mariah's Banquet Center at all, it overlooks the ballpark. John, you've been very involved in like the designing and building and what it looks like. And tell us like what about the new Baird offices, because Louisville is combined from four offices into one. Is that right? Into one. Yeah. The Lexing East. Lexington, <clears throat> maybe from three offices into one. So they're doing this across the country. A lot, a lot in the Hilliard old Hilliard lines footprint, but like, tell us what, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be this Baird kind of skimp on the offices mm-hmm. and just kind of do them bare bones or, or how, do, how is it going to look? Yeah, it should be a state-of-the-art facility. All of our conference rooms will have the newest and latest technology from video conferencing standpoint. Uh, We will have, I think, six or seven conference rooms, so we're going to have an abundance of conference rooms. And um, Baird Baird has sort of the similar philosophy that we've taken on here where you just meet with clients in a conference room and your office is your workspace. So continuing that theme of not meeting with clients in our office, but meeting with them in a conference room. 
Uh, and hopefully it'll be a place that we can continue to share with the community. We'll have a training room like we have now, or what we call our learning center now, and then multiple conference rooms, um, a patio that overlooks the ballpark and uh, the Southern Kentucky farmers market area, um, which I think a lot of people are excited about this fall, getting out there on your laptop and doing a little work when you don't have a meeting. So yeah, how cool is that to just yeah go out there and do that? I'm I'm one of the culprits that's moved offices. Sean and I share an office down on that end of the building, and you can literally hear. Uh, uh, the construction guys yelling back and forth at each other and telling jokes and singing songs. And it's, it's fun. It sounds like they have a lot of fun during their work day. Maybe not, more fun than we do. Sometimes. Not PG. It's not PG. And it's also not conducive to focusing on, uh, you know, working on client strategies and all the things we're focused on during the day. So I did move into Brooke Cassidy's office. Brooke, congratulations. If you listen to this, Brooke is out on maternity leave right now as a, Brand new, healthy baby girl, as does one of our missing advisors, Mr. Boyles. Uh, he is at working from home today. He is back from uh, being gone for a couple of weeks with the birth of their new baby girl, too. So I uh, wanted to, if, if, I don't know if people have known that or not, but we have two of our advisors out uh, with two new baby girls. So our family keeps within, a, within a few weeks of each other. In a few weeks of each other, yeah, pretty big deal. We've also got our charitable initiatives towards the end of the year that we do with Hope House. Tell us about that. Yeah, Hope House has a program called Affordable Christmas that we've participated in for a number of years, and we're going to be a drop-off location again for them this year. Uh, Affordable Christmas is an opportunity for select families of need to come shop at a tenth of the value uh, it's a faith-based program that has been really successful and continues to grow that Hope House has, has rolled out. So we've always been excited to be a part of that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Claire, you and I were talking about some of the things that uh, Bear Corporate uh, Wealth Strategies offers. Pretty cool opportunity coming up next week on, Oct- on October 18th. Tell us about that. Yes. So um, as we're getting ready for the holidays, it's hard to believe that we're already talking about that. But um, Bear does offer webinars every single month. Um, And for October, um, the webinar that they are hosting is titled uh, Your Recipe to Talk About Wealth with Family. So as your family is gathering together, um, it might be a great time to start having some difficult conversations, Um, maybe not spoil the holidays with it, but just learning how to um, let your other generations know about what's going on um, and also sharing some of your family values as you're all together. So um, this webinar is on October 18th at noon, and it's just an hour um, so minimal charts, minimal numbers, um, just really uh, giving you some guidance on how to navigate those conversations. There's so much information that's out there in our industry, really even coaching advisors like ourselves around engaging with the family. Because traditionally, um, a, a couple, we'll say either a retired couple or a couple planning for retirement, um, maybe they're engaged with their financial advisor we hope that it's both spouses. Sometimes it can just be one spouse, but that it kind of ends there, right? Mm-hmm. So this generational relationship is becoming, you know, more and more important for advisors to connect with whole families and for families, more importantly, to bring in other generations because family wealth and, and transitioning wealth and uh, just having those conversations. Money's not something we talk about yeah. a lot. in Especially our, in the South, yeah. It's, it's not something that we talk about. It's a hard conversation. Right. Sure. Politics, religion, and money, right? Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to not supposed to talk about those things. So um, 
we talk about them every day, at least the money part, right? We get into politics occasionally in the office. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think that's wonderful to have resources and to help make those conversations uh, a, a little more natural. Yeah, so it's, we're a, it's a great conversation. You know, we see so often clients getting in their 90s and 80s and 90s and still not telling their 60-year-old children about how much money they have. And it's likely not going to change a 60 year old's life at that point, they've already made their own plans and how great is it to have those conversations early gift early. You know, we talked even this started uh, going back to, you know, what we call our founder, Mike Jennings, but just giving kids gifting children money earlier, you get the opportunity to see how they're going to use it and how they make decisions. And that's going to sometimes either change the way you want to do things in the future or encourage you to, to, to give more to them. So I think these are great conversations. Yeah. And I think even more so than just gifting, I think it's having a conversation about your values. Okay. This is how I worked really hard for this money. And this is maybe it's not passing to your children, but to the grandchildren and, and just having a conversation about that. It's not, I just not giving it to you, but this is how I worked for it. This is how I saved. And just some of those core principles to get you to that point of having substantial wealth. The last thing I'll mention before we dive into um, the economic outlook is that next week we are hosting an advisor team retreat. This will be our second annual um, off-site multi-day advisor team retreat. It's going to be at Fall Creek Falls, Tennessee State Park. Um, we like to purposefully plan uh, to be in a place where there's not a lot to do other than be out in nature a little bit and be with each other. Um, we've got a couple cabins and some, uh, some private rooms and, um, yeah, we're just excited about that. We've got a whole agenda planned. We're going to be there from Wednesday to Friday. We are going to be out of the office. Uh, you know, we can still be reached if we need to be, but our whole staff will be back here manning the office. Um, just planning for what can we be doing to serve our clients better towards the end of the year into 2024? How can we work better? together as a team, as an advisor team, and as a full staff. So I just think it's important to note that, that we do, you know, you can't plan for the big picture in the long term when you're in the day-to-day. So we are deliberate about getting out uh, and doing that. Sean and I have been doing it for for a long time, but now the whole team doing that together, the whole advisor team, I think is really important. So, um, yeah, anything else before we dive I just have a couple other um, administrative things that I wanted to, to cover. So um, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I um, just wanted to throw this out here. A lot of our clients are enrolled in InfoArmor, but if you're not, um, we do have um, security, um, what's the word that I'm looking for, um, monitoring. So Barrett offers this to our clients. So uh, per family, it's $17.95 per family per month, and for an individual, it's $9.95 um, so this monitors um, credit, um, social media, all sorts of things. So if you want to learn more about that, I'd be happy to talk with you about that. Um, and then just another thing, um, if you've already satisfied your required minimum distributions for the year, you're good. You won't be receiving a phone call from us. Um, but in the next couple of months, you'll be hearing from us and just giving you a reminder to take those required distributions towards the end of the year. They do have to be taken by December 31st. Um, and if you don't, there is a penalty. Um, if you don't take that distribution and it's now 25% compared to 50% um, in the years before. So you'll be hearing from us um, to make sure that you get those taken. 
just to add the cybersecurity thing, such a big deal. You now it's one of the biggest risks that we have. And Baird does offer identity theft protection services um, over a certain asset level. They're even free, but they're mm-hmm. they're very much discounted and cheap. In regards to that, there's some big changes with our industry around how we communicate with clients and the capturing of client communications. Email is kept for, I think it's like seven years or something crazy like that. But we all know how lots of people communicate now via text messages, right? Mm -hmm. Less secure, harder to capture. Sean, what's Baird doing to navigate that? Yeah, Baird is, it has, well, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so rolled out some new technology called Global Relay, which is um, allows us to text from a dedicated business line. Um, that has become more important here recently with some recent SEC um, litigation and, and additional rules that have come down. So you'll see us likely starting to communicate with you via text through a dedicated texting number. We would encourage you to save that as just Drew's business text. Um, even with logistics and things like that, they're wanting us to be able to capture that data. And with our personal phones, we can't capture it. So that's something new that's going to be rolling out. And um, while it is likely going to be a little more work for, for us and the client, it's just what we have to do. It's to a point where it's right. not a it's not a preference item anymore. It's a it's a requirement for us. Sure. And and for the client, it's just a new number to save even under our existing contact, right? You can just have it saved as text number, whatever. Um, so for the client, it's after you get that initial one that has the disclosures, the disclaimer, all that on it, just save it in there under the contact and use that for text purposes. If you text us on a regular number, then we'll just text you back on the new text line through uh, global relay. So yeah, something important, important to mention for sure. Yeah. And going along with what Claire said around cybersecurity, you know, it's not unusual for us to get a scam email from a client where someone's taken over their email. It is our policy internally and Baird's. We don't do anything without verbal confirmation. So sometimes people can get frustrated because we're trying to call them when they say, well, I've already emailed you what I needed. Well, email doesn't work in our industry for that. And nothing beats picking up the phone and talking to you about what it is you want to accomplish. And and that's, that's our policy here. Yeah. So with the new text service, we won't be able to now accept orders via that route or anything like that. We still have to have verbal confirmation there. Um, but it is a more secure way of communicating and capturing that data that we do because it's, it's convenient to text somebody, right? I mean, we, we all, we all text our families, our friends, coworkers, uh, and, and even internally, we're going to be doing that. So we are um, cutting our economic outlook discussion a little bit on the shorter side because today is Tuesday, October 10th. On October 17th, we're hosting an event with Strategus live in Bowling Green with one of their key economic analysts, Don Rissmiller. Um, that discussion is going to be live on our podcast directly below this episode in the stream. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, that episode will either be already out or out in just a couple of days. That's going to be a conversation pre-event that Josh Marson is going to have directly with Don. 
I can't wait to hear that. Hopefully they let me sit in the studio and uh, listen or, or, or maybe facilitate a conversation. You know how these economic guys can be when they start talking to each other. They'll probably just look at each other for a few minutes before one of them starts talking. But anyway, Josh, maybe, maybe you can be the producer. Is that a, That's producer. Is, is that a good way to kick it over to you, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? usually what's the comment around, you know, people, Talking, staring at the oh, shoes. Oh, that's, right? that's my CPA joke. Oh, okay. That's my CPA. introvert. It's not a, We're going to save right. that one for April. <clears throat> well, I can tell you, Don is an economist and I am not. So uh, I don't pretend to be. Um, but yeah, it should be super exciting, uh, intelligent guy. Of course, he doesn't know the future, just like anybody else. But uh, he can give us a good mindset on the current environment. It's definitely a great opportunity to, to get... Some have a discussion with someone directly here Absolutely. in the studio around um, around that. Mm-hmm. So, what's happening in the markets right now? It's been a it's been a rough third quarter. Yeah, um, you know, much different than the second quarter. Second quarter was uh, a little sunnier skies, so to speak. Um, of course, volatility's kicked in. Uh, you have you know the Israeli Palestinian conflict going on um, yesterday. Uh, energy, more specifically crude prices, were up uh, just north of 4% for the day. I haven't checked today, but that's fairly expected. And, uh, and up 30% for the third quarter. Yeah, up 30% for the third quarter, roughly. Um, but yeah, uh, from the the market perspective, you know, volatility's kicked in. More importantly, I, I would say uh, investor fatigue that, that pops up has probably started to kick in. You know, last year was a difficult year. We get into this year, uh, we start off on a good foot, start going, and then we hit a roadblock. So uh, investor fatigue is real. And what I always try and tell our, our clients is that during investor fatigue or any type of fatigue that you're in, you're more apt to make mistakes. You know, whether you are uh, riding a mountain bike hundred miles, the odds of you making mistakes, they're, they're going to be towards the end of the race because you're starting to get tired. You're starting to lose focus. Same thing with investor behavior is they start to get tired and they start to make those decisions that, uh, they may not have earlier on. So, um, but yeah, the markets are volatile. You know, the markets are, um, I, I wouldn't say, you know, just tearing, but if you look at, uh, you know, growth companies are leading the way this year. They're up around 30%. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's talk yeah. about that for a second because that's what we hear on the news, right? The markets, yeah, we've had a – we're pulling back a little bit right now, but clients open their statements and they hear news and we hear things like the S&P 500s within, you know, so many percentage points, not, not a lot of its all-time high in January of 22 and – Growth, you know, companies are up, I think it's 28% year to date. And then clients open their statement and it, it doesn't feel great, right? It's like, why, why am I not participating in this? Yeah. And I think we talked about this on one of our podcasts just a while back. But the if I could tell investors one thing is, yes, it doesn't feel like the markets are, you know, it feels like they're they're negative for the year. Now, most markets are um, in the positive slightly. Of course, growth is up very high, values up. Equity markets. Equity markets, yep. But the issue is 
is when you look at your portfolio, your typical person is going to be around 60% stock, 40% bonds. Okay. When you watch the news at night or wherever your, your, your news source may come from, the only thing that's being reported are the equity markets. You, I, I don't believe I've ever seen a report on the nightly news that says, oh, the bond market did this today. Well, the bond market is the largest market in the world. So if you own a portfolio that's 60-40, 40% of your money is in bonds, you never even hear about their performance. Now, with all that said, the Barclays Ag for the year is down, you know, south of 2%. So 40% of your portfolio is negative and you hear no reporting on it. So what you're looking at, and mainly in our country, you're just looking at U.S. stocks. Well, you own U.S., international, emerging markets, large, medium, and small-sized companies. When you, when you watch the news and you see the S&P or the Dow, that is just a small fraction of, of your total portfolio. So it can be deceiving. So most of our clients have a, a, a balance between growth-style companies and value-style companies. So value being dividend-paying um, securities, financials, energy sector stocks, th things that are a little more kind of long-standing. We think of stable companies, dividend payers. That's kind of what we classify as value. And it's becoming harder to say what's growth and what's value in some cases. But what does our typical client's portfolio look like between those and how have they performed? Yeah, so your tip, I mean, this, this goes into portfolio construction a little bit. Uh, but typically you're going to be slightly overweight to value because they are a more stable type of, of business. They've most likely been around longer. Uh, their cash flows are more stable. They're going to pay you dividends to own them to where your growth companies are, you know, typically not going to have a dividend. Their cash flows are not as stable, younger companies. So if you look at just across our call it client base, clients are going to have a slight overweight to those value companies by design. It is interesting that the market, like when you, when you look at it, it's just so hard to, to really get a finger on what's going on today, you know, cause the companies are, are beating earnings. Companies had large cash positions. The consumer has a large cash positions, but also you have, the UAW strike and oil and this Hamas Israel conflict. And, and I think that's why we keep trying to focus clients in on focusing on the long-term. Anytime you get real specific on the short term, you end up making bad decisions. And I loved your investor fatigue sort of thought. I think about going to the gym and anytime I've tweaked my back or something like that is at the end of a workout, I knew I should have quit. I likely didn't. So it's just a great analogy. It was. Yeah. A, I love that. You've never. I don't. I guess you just made that up. I've never heard you say that. But I'm going to yeah. steal it and start well, using it. And I would say to to Sean's point, you know, uh, one last comment would be control the things you can control. You know, if you there's so many news sources out there now, it it doesn't matter. Uh, just put them all in a bucket. Um, they will, I assure you, generate emotion. 
and it can be good emotions, bad emotions. But if you can control that and keep that separate from your investments, you're going to be better off long-term. I know that's very, very simplistic. You've heard it a million times, but it is uh, pure as the driven snow. Yeah. And don't put yourself, I read a little quote and I, I would butcher it if I tried to requote it, but essentially it was a quote saying, don't put yourself in a situation where you have to have the market going up a large percentage every year because your spending is so high that you start having to chase these returns where you're dependent on big market gains, not because you need the market, but because your individual decisions are forcing this need. And that's a bigger, that's a big part of this whole thing too. Sure. Just to add a little bit, and then we'll, we'll put a bow on this. Um, the 40% of our clients money on average is in the fixed income market. It's negative more than 2% this year. 2022 was the worst year in fixed income history in recorded kind of modern investing uh, history since 1926. Sean said earlier, he read that it was even back around 18, Civil 1871, War 1871, right? Crazy. It was also negative in 2021. So let's don't forget that a lot of clients call and say, you know, I'm not doing well. And it's not that clients aren't doing well. It's that the markets aren't, aren't doing well overall. There are pockets that are, there are pockets that aren't, but again, know what you own, understand it. And this is not going to last forever, right? The fixed income markets are volatile, uh, but recovering somewhat. We've seen yields go up. The federal reserve has recently said that they're going to maintain rates probably higher for longer than expected. Um, the projection is maybe that they'll back off 50 basis points over the next 15, 18 months, something like that. So again, not that they're going to continue raising, not that it's going to last 10 years, right? That we're going to start backing off, but inflation's being a little sticky. Growth and earnings are, are better than expected. So they're going to keep rates um, where they need to. So anyway, Listen to Josh's conversation that I'm trying to weasel my way in on with Don Riss Miller uh, that should be shortly after this podcast. We've got lots of announcements. Please engage with our team, um, and we appreciate listening so much. So uh, we are going to sign off for the October 2023 Perry Ritchie Group Advisor Roundtable. We look forward to talking with you soon again after election time. Thank you. This podcast is intended for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The information is considered to be from reliable resources, but its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions expressed are those of the show's host and guest and are not necessarily those of Robert W. Baird & Company, Inc. Baird does not offer tax or legal advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Inc., a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor member, member FINRA and SIPC. Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated.